This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's topic is are you challenging everything? So I have a question for you. Do you ever wonder like about life? Like truly, what's the meaning of life? What about why you do what you do? Why is it that you have the routines and the habits you've created? And this is going to get a little deep and a little, you know, probably convoluted in some capacity. But I mean, really, when you think about it, how deep is that sense of wonderment that you might have? Like, sure, we're put here on earth and whether you believe in God or an atheist or a unicorn princess, whatever it is that put us here, that there's some there's some reason why each of us is here on the planet. And some of us could say it's I'm here to be a father or a mother or a you know a, a, a cog in a wheel of a machine at a business. You know, there's, there's different things you could be here for. But really, when it comes down to it, why why are we here? Like, is is there a surface level or is there something a little more to what it is? It seems a much more. The more time I spend here, you know, say here on Earth, you know, it sounds so. Cliche. It's not like I'm, I'm spending time in Florida. I'm spending time on Earth as a whole. Like the more time I spend walking around the planet, the more the social norms just don't seem to make sense to me anymore. The more I know there has to be some sort of deeper meaning to all of this. This being the things that we see and, and what we can understand and, and process in our very, very infantile minds. And I say infantile minds because really when you look at it, we use such a small percentage of our minds and there's there's a, a certain subset of individuals that have a brilliant IQ or that have the ability to use different parts of their mind than you or I might have the ability to. So the more I understand that there's powers and forces in the world that are bigger than than you and I, the more sense of wonderment that I personally have. Like why is what we think real, real. Like, why do we assume the smallest building blocks of matter are atoms? Well, what about all the, the vacant space? Like, there's, there's just things that don't completely line up to me. So, I, I bring all this up because I think there's a way to test and to force ourselves to think about things differently. And in the marketing world, we call that split testing. You know, essentially what that means is you have one thing running in, li- in, in, a, in a, an environment. You have one sales funnel working. You have one website working that we'll call the control. That's the, the gold standard. That's what's always there. That's what's always present. The control is normal. It's what we expect when we launch a campaign to perform the best. It's what we expect to have the highest conversions. You know, it's kind of what, what the market would say, this has to perform better than everything else. But there's two assumptions we could make based off that statement. The first assumption is that it's truly the best thing that there is, that what the marketplace has yielded so far is the right output and there's truly the best. Like you just let it ride. You leave well enough alone. You spend as much money as you can driving traffic to that individual page or sales funnel and then poof, all of a sudden, eventually the conversions drop. But as those conversions drop, you still spend some money, and you've gotten some success. You essentially take what someone else has created, you tweak it, and you run until the wheels fall off of it. You can see that across the internet with thousands of web pages that look almost the same. Scroll through your Facebook feed right now as you're listening to this. Scroll through and see how many of the ads look similar. You know, And there's reasons for that. Obviously, they work. You know, People aren't serving ads that don't work, and maybe you don't want to click on them, but other people do, and other people take action. But there's a second assumption to this. The second assumption is that there's a better way to do it than the current way that we're proceeding. You know, and 
And if that's true, then we take the time and energy and effort to create variations based off of what we think could be a tweak to increase conversions. Maybe it's a different color of a font. Maybe it's a different color of a font. Maybe it's a different size. Maybe it's different shading. Maybe it's a different page layout. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of different variables to test on every page that you view from a marketing standpoint with the way that we view the world. But in order to do that, we have to run them side by side. We have to run them in parallel. You know, we send half the traffic to one of them, one page and half the traffic to the other. So after you establish what we would call statistical significance, you know, what, what the right market set is, what the right data set is to confirm that we have a new winner, you can make changes to the sales process on the fly. Basically, what I'm saying is you can take what you heard or believe to be the best out there and doing just knocking everybody dead and then you test against it and you create something better and you keep testing and you keep testing until you outconvert what social norms are. I admittedly believe this is not just a marketing principle. I think this is a good way to live your life. I believe there's ways to track, monitor, and expand everything around you. Everything. Job, relationship, body, household, way you pay bills. Name something, there's a way to test against it. Let's take your daily life for a second. Let's assume that, like most people listen to this, you have to be to work sometime around 8 a.m., right? You probably get off at 5, give or take. Maybe you work overtime, but either way, you have an 8 to 5 job. Let's assume you might have a kid or two, potentially a husband or wife, and you work your ass off every day, hard enough that you feel stressed on a daily basis. You feel stressed by bills. You feel stressed by traffic. You feel stressed by family commitments. You just walk around with a certain amount of stress. To me, that would be what we would call the normal. That is, the majority of the individuals I come across in life have that plight. Right now, they feel that they're working their ass off to provide for their family. They're doing the best they can to be a father or a mother, a husband, a wife. They're trying to put food on the table. They're trying to figure out how to find time for the gym. And there's just not enough time in any day, right? Especially if you're a cog in a machine. If you work for somebody else, this shit gets tough. Let's assume in this hypothetical equation, you wake up at roughly 645. You know, you take care of your three S's. You know, you shit, shower, shave if you're a man. And you begin your day a little bit in a rush. You know, you, you rush to get ready in the shower, which forces you then to rush to eat breakfast. You rush to make your coffee. You, you slug that coffee down almost so it burns on the way down. Maybe you take time to pour it in a cup and drink it in the car to quote unquote save yourself time. Then you rush to, fight, rush to fight traffic. You hop in your car. Maybe you have a long commute, maybe a short commute, but either way, there's rush hour traffic at that point. Leaving your house at 7.30, 7.45 to get to the office by 8, I guarantee you're not the only individual doing that. There's a bunch of other people. So now you're in rush hour traffic, bumper to bumper, back and forth. When you finally get to your office, you probably are rushing around trying to find a parking space just so you can rush inside and be there on time. Essentially, from the time you wake up until the time you arrive at the office, you feel rushed, hurried, anxious, maybe even worried. That's literally then all day. Because you, how you started your, your morning will carry on. Because once you sit at your desk, as you, you rush, you throw your stuff down at 8 o'clock, you're a little exasperated. You know, you're thinking like, man, what, what else is going to come to me today? And that's, that's switching your mind to now be in that, in that state. You're kind of in this just panic state. So I would say those first two hours of, of the day have set up the you know, the, kind of the, the, the physiological tone for the rest of your day. But this is your normal, right? This is what happens Monday through Friday. This is your control. This is what you expect everybody else around you is probably doing. You know, you might share stories around the water cooler of the accident that happened on the highway or 
your kids were complaining, so you had to rush to put them on the bus just so you get out the door in time. So that's normal, right? I mean, that's what, quote unquote, everybody does. But have you thought about testing against that? Do you care enough about yourself and the outcomes of your life to try to beat the norm? What if you tried something just a little bit different? I mean, sure, obviously change is uncomfortable. Change will probably even require you to think outside the box. And, and it admittedly might not work. But on the other side, it could. So question for you. What if right now you force yourself out of bed at 6.15 instead of 6.45? You know, and I'll admit, warning, this might, this might make you go to bed 30 minutes earlier. You'll be okay, I guarantee it. There's not a damn thing on TV at night. Or in my opinion, really in general. You know, you're not missing something going to bed a half hour earlier. What if you took five minutes out of the new 30 minutes you found to be grateful for all that you have? Like, let's say, in the shower. Just to run through a mental list of all the things you're truly grateful for. Maybe it's the car you drive. Maybe it's the reliable transportation. Maybe it's the fact you woke up this morning and you're not dead. Maybe it's your two sleeping children in the other room. Maybe it's there's food in the refrigerator. I guarantee if you spend five minutes mentally in the shower as you're cleansing your body, you can come up with five minutes worth of things to be grateful for and run through them mentally. For me, shit, I even say it out loud. Like, I'm truly grateful for what I have. And I'm grateful for what I'm in the process of acquiring. I'm, I'm grateful for being in the process of acquiring a better body personally. In the process of acquiring a, a better business structure and more wealth. A better relationship with my family. I mean, these are all things I'm in the process of. There's, it's a never-ending process of acquiring more. So what if I told you that all those people in your life that you truly were grateful for, that when you got out of the shower and you were in that grateful mindset, if you let your kids, your wife, your closest friends know that you were grateful for them, what if you took just a few minutes and wrote them a note, an email, maybe a quick text message, letting them know I'm grateful for whatever it is? How far would that go that you're up before everybody else? Because now it's maybe only 620 in the morning, 625, shit, maybe even 630. You know, the majority of the world isn't getting up till 645. So now you have the people in your life that matter are waking up to a message of gratitude from you. They're seeing firsthand that they matter to you, which then changes their physiological state throughout the day. Because how can you be mad if you're grateful? I sure should don't know how to do that. Maybe you do, but I don't think it exists. So what if when you were getting ready, just like you always do, but you were 15 to 20 minutes ahead of schedule? You'd end up missing rush hour traffic, right? You'd leave your house around 7 instead of 7.20 or 7.30. So you wouldn't feel quite as tight-chested. You wouldn't feel quite as anxious. You'd be able to relax when you drive. Maybe listen to a podcast. Maybe put your mind in a state of, of abundance and gratitude as you drive instead of in, in scarcity and panic. What if then, because you showed up to the office 20 minutes early, there were endless parking spaces for you? Maybe you don't even want to park closer. Maybe park further away because you know you're not going to make it to the gym, but you didn't have to fight for a spot so you could walk in and get a little bit extra cardio. What happens when you sit down at your desk and there's nobody there and you can take a deep breath and you're now in control of your day? What happens when then the people are around the water cool and they're spreading their negativity about the fact of, oh, this happened on the way into work and that happened on the way to work. And you're sitting there thinking, man, none of that stuff happened to me today. And why didn't any of this stuff happen to you? 
It all started with testing against the normal. It all started with assuming that the way that quote unquote everybody lives their life, there might be just a little tweak you can make to outperform what everybody else experiences and what you're experiencing. Sure, like I said, it's a little uncomfortable. Nobody likes change. You know, as as humans, I don't believe that we are adapt for change. We're not quick to change. Unless there's an external force that forces us to change, it's very difficult to be a self-starter or self-motivator. I mean, think about it. Unless you're truly fed up with the way your life starts, you're listening to this podcast and you probably think it's fucking stupid. Like you have to be fed up and know that you're miserable and have this resonate with you enough that tomorrow morning or actually tonight, you set your alarm 30 minutes early and you take action on it. But that brings up the next topic is as I'm sitting, as, as you're sitting here, think about your life as it sits now. What do you expect is just the way to do things? Is it the gym? Are you training the same way consistently because you've seen everybody else do it or because you've been taught that way? Is that just the gold standard? Is that just the way you have to do it? What about the way you show love to your spouse or your kids? Is it telling them you love them? Is it buying them things? What are you doing to share that love? And then is that What taught you that? Like, why is that the way that you do it? What about in business and the way that you're running your business or you're, you're working inside a business and you assume that this is the way you should operate because it's the way you always have. And it's the way everybody else does. How many of those little things could you test against and having incremental changes day over day and testing to find the greatest sense of you? How much better would your life be in 30 days with testing? How much better could it be in a year of testing? It's almost infinite, really, right? I mean, think about it. Whatever it is, it becomes your new normal. You can always test against it. Maybe sometimes it works better and maybe sometimes it works worse. Like I figured out this morning, I tested getting into a float tank after I worked out. So got up, did my normal stuff in the morning. I meditated. I journaled, you know, read a book, shared what I learned in the book, sent my letters of appreciation to Gianna and, and Lindsay, you know, sweat a little bit. Drank a green smoothie, things that in, in Warrior we call the core four. And if you don't know Warrior, please go to, you know, Garrett J. White, go to wakeupwarrior.com, take a look at it, take out, take the, uh, listen to his podcast. Those are things that we call the core four. And the core four is something I do every day. But after I get done working out, then I decide I'm going to go to the float spa. I'm going to go float for an hour. And man, I lay in there for 30 or 45 minutes and it's just miserable. I can't shut off my mind. My heart's racing. There's things that just make it not enjoyable. So now I know from that split test, from that, from that issue, that that's not for me. That's okay. I knew because I tested against it. So when you take stock of what you can test against in your life, I heavily, heavily encourage you to write them down and take some action on it. Because part of life is putting one foot in front of the other day over day, taking more steps towards your goal, which is why every day push comes to shove. You have to get shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.